Ministry Bits, episode 059, recorded August 5th, 2018. Live streaming solutions for churches. Show notes and links for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 059. And we're proud to be part of the AIM network of podcasts. You can find more podcasts and more information at adventuresinministry.com. Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. My name is Chad Landman, as always, and I am, as always, happy and thrilled that you are here listening, wherever, however you may be listening. We thank you so much for tuning in. This is our 59th episode. It's been a long time coming, and won't say too much about our hiatus, but we are back, and we are very, very excited about that. I say we, the collective we, me, (laughs) we're very excited about that. As the fall kind of descends upon us. As August comes and uh, kids go back to school, the summers are over, all the youth ministers are taking vacations, uh, all sorts of great things. It is good to have you with us, though, and hopefully we will be back in a regular kind of um, routine here, and so we appreciate you tuning in. Again, um, you can go to, to uh, chatl.co slash ministrybits. Excuse me, you can follow us on Twitter. Let me let me say that first. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ministry bits. You can go to Facebook and like our Facebook page. We have a hundred over a hundred and forty some odd likes on Facebook. And they're not robots or spam, which is amazing. Um Facebook.com slash ministry bits and we'll post all the new episodes and ask questions there today. I have the next three to four episodes planned already from your responses. We're going to be talking about a lot of cool things here uh, to start off with, and it's going to be really, really neat to be with you here this fall. This kind of starts unofficially season four of Ministry Bits. I started this podcast back in 2014, uh, and it is just crazy how... Actually, the first episode was technically in 2013, uh, but this would be season four if you're doing the math there. And so, but we're episode 59, 059 to be more specific. And uh, we'll have some good, good stuff coming up here for you. If, um, if you want to drop me a note, if you want to send me an email about something, you can always do that on Facebook, on the Facebook page. Uh, or you can just go and do me a direct message on Twitter, twitter.com slash ministry bits. Or you can just email me directly, chad at graymere.com. That's G-R-A-Y-M-E-R-E.com. I am the education minister at the Graymere Church Christ here in Columbia, Tennessee, and um, just get in touch with me, and I would love to uh, either answer any questions that you have, and also uh, you can maybe check out my personal webpage um, at chadl.co, and uh, you can actually go to activedigitalparenting.com. That has really just taken off. That's part of the reason why you haven't had an episode in a while is because my active digital parenting stuff has just gone through the cra- it's it is crazy how many things that I've done with that this year. Um, I've spoken at eight places so far, done eight of those workshops, my active digital parenting workshops this year, um, and I have seven more to go. 
this year. And I'm going to Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to um, Knoxville. I'm going to all sorts of different places. And then uh, next year, I'm going to be going to Ohio and West Virginia and Florida and South Carolina. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's getting crazy. Just the first five months of next year, that's the places I'm going. And so um, it has been wonderful. And again, it's not because I am some enormously great speaker. Uh, I'd like to think I am a very, very average speaker. Uh, I think it's, I know, I know it's really the content um, of what I have to offer. Um, And I don't think too many other people are talking about, you know, digital parenting or they don't, they don't know how to talk about it. And sometimes I feel like I don't know how to talk about it because there's, it's just so, um, it's so prevalent and there's so many problems with it, but there's so many awesome things you can do with technology. And so what I offer is kind of like a four part, uh, or excuse me, three part uh, workshop, uh, two 45 minute sessions, one on general internet safety, one on social media. And then the n- next session is an hour and a half. And it's usually all about device control. And, uh, it's all going into the nitty gritty about your devices, going into those things about uh, what you can do to secure your devices in your home. Uh, it's really, it's not technical stuff. It's really practical stuff. And it even is a little bit entertaining. I've been able to do it 39 times. I just finished my 39th digital parenting workshop this past weekend at the old Hickory church Christ up in old Hickory North of Nashville. So if you have any interest, interest in that for your church, um, I'm certainly busy enough. That's for sure. I, I don't need to promote this, but I really want to help uh, get this information out there um, to you. And so if you would like to get more information about that and see what's involved with that, um, cost will not be a factor. Uh, I don't have a set fee that I charge necessarily, except to um, organizations. Uh, but for churches, uh, you just get in touch with me and it's not a big deal. I, I will work with whatever you've got. I will work with whatever um, dates that you have. I'll try to get out there as soon as I possibly can, according to my schedule, for the least amount of money. You give me gas money and I'll be there. Okay, so thank you uh, so much for all of your support. I hear from so many people that listen to this show and listen and have actually been to some of my digital parenting stuff and have said really, really nice things to me. And I sincerely appreciate that. So infomercial over. Let's get to our topic today. And that is live streaming solutions for churches. And I will tell you, I'm going to start putting podcast chapters into this. And so we're going to put chapters. And so if you're listening in, especially in Overcast, I believe Apple Podcasts um, supports uh, chapters within your your podcast as well. And so I'll have several links in there that you can just kind of skip around and go where you need to go and listen to what you need to listen to uh, for this topic. We're talking about live streaming uh, for churches. If you want to, live streaming has become ubiquitous and there are lots of churches uh, that are doing really, really good quality live streaming. Um, there is lots of churches that are really promoting their live stream on Facebook and Twitter. And before I get too far into it, I will say that watching a live stream of a church service or a, or a sermon is by no means a substitute. Uh, to be at a worship service. And I think you all listening to this show, you understand that. But for somebody that's there, it's it, a virtual church is not a replacement for a real being in a physical church. We need to be with each other. Okay, and that's, that's our little Bible lesson for the day. 
But live streaming is becoming ubiquitous and it's becoming so powerful to get our message out there. Our, we have the most important message in the world as churches. Uh, the gospel is the most important message in the world. And um, it is wonderful to be able to get that out there. And so um, what you're doing with live streaming is getting your information out there, getting your church service out there, letting people that can't come to worship services, people that are sick, people that are shut in, that can watch those worship services on an iPad. That's incredibly powerful because they're able to take part, but yet they can't, they still can't be there. Um, it's become ubiquitous. It's become very, very commonplace with some churches, especially bigger churches, uh, as a way to get your services on the internet, most times live in real time. It can be a huge benefit to shut-ins and sick, like I just said. Um, not to mention that your worship services can be accessed from anywhere in the world by anyone in the world. That's fulfilling part of the Great Commission, I think. But 10, even five years ago, live streaming was very problematic. It was a little complex to deal with. You had to have special equipment. You had to have some some technical know-how. You had to have some um, even web coding skills to get that on the web, to get your stream there. But now there there is w at least one, and I'm going to tell you about at least one cost-effective means of getting your live stream out there. All right, so let's first talk about what not to do. You know, you, you learn by making mistakes and through trial and error. And I certainly have made plenty of mistakes and had plenty of trial and error in figuring out what doesn't work. Um, so I recommend some things not to do first. Uh, number one, do not install high price remote controlled cameras. Um, the first thing that a contractor or a pro audio video guy is going to recommend is a few cameras that you physically mount in your auditorium. And they could be those little dome cameras. Uh, they could be standard def. They could be um, high def. Um, they could have zoom functions. They could work remotely. And while that sounds really, really awesome, they're incredibly expensive. Um, it sounds completely practical to do that. Yes, I want to install at least two cameras, right? We don't we, we want them. We don't want them very big. We don't want them uh, obtrusive, getting in the way of any kind of church service. We want them to kind of just blend in, and that's fine. But if you have, if I just cannot recommend those two thousand dollar cameras. You know, for instance, ten years ago, buying two thousand two two thousand dollar cameras and then permanently mounting them was the only solution. Okay. You had to permanently mount them. You had to run wiring. You had to do all these other things. And you had to pay a guy to do that, like five or six, seven, ten grand to do that. And it was incredibly expensive. Now, in 2018, there are wireless solutions that you don't even have to worry about. We're going to be talking about one camera that works wirelessly across everything with a good internet connection. Okay. There's really no reason to pay a pro to come and install expensive equipment that you can't move and is also probably going to be subpar. Um, those rotating cameras, those remote controlled cameras are a great idea. And they were a great idea 10 or 15 years ago, but now we have HD and 4k cameras that capture crystal clear and are not in those little housings that are cheap. And, and I just cannot tell you enough. Don't get a guy to come install these things for you. 
Um, if you have questions about how to install those different things, um, I've actually helped um, in the last year, in the, the just 2018, I've helped about three churches get on track with live streaming. Um, and I'm using the setup that I'm going to go over here today. And so the next thing, the first thing, again, don't install high price remote controlled video cameras. That's the first thing that a pro is going to recommend. Don't do it. Okay. Second, don't go with anything less than HD. Don't go with standard definition. Um, speaking of subpar uh, cameras, don't get anything below 720p because anything below 720p on a modern display, on a modern HD television, on a even an iPhone is going to look, it's not going to look good. Um, here at Graymere, we have actually haven't upgraded our cameras from standard definition yet. We've got a system that just kind of works for us. Um, I'm not in charge of that. One of our elders is, and that system is going to just keep going until it's, it's not going anymore, but we have standard def and it doesn't look very good. It does its job. You can hear the message. You can see the message. You can see whatever's going on in our live stream and it's good and it buffers and it's okay, but you need to make sure that everything 480p and below looks terrible on modern displays. It really does. Anything over 720p is going to work fine. Uh, and you don't even have to distinguish between 720 and 1080 uh, because there's not a whole lot of difference. 4K is a good idea if you can afford it. Um, but then you run into all sorts of issues with uh, processing storage because 4K video is so much bigger and so much higher resolution. And um, so a good rule of thumb, I'd say, is 720 or 1080p on that. So make sure that it, you're at least high definition. That's going to look good on all modern displays, at least for the next five um, years or so until we get these super high retina uh, displays that are going to be on the phones here in just a few years. But we don't need to make sure that you don't go anything below 720p. Um, and then the third one kind of blends into both of these. The thing that you need to know that that don't spend a lot of money. Don't spend a ton of money. Um, streaming in 2018 does not require a huge investment. You used to have to put aside, you know, 15 grand to do this. Um, but you can get top of the line equipment that's mobile, that you can move, that you can stream anywhere in your church building. And you can get that whole setup for less than $2,000. There's going to be links in the show notes for all these different things. I'm going to have, um, be telling you about these things here in just a second, but what we're going to talk about is a description of things, something that will cost you half of that even. So for $1,100 or $1,200, you're going to be able to start live streaming in your church with a dependable internet connection. So the setup that I'm going to recommend to you today is uh, the Mevo setup, what I call the Mevo setup, and that's M-E-V-O. It's a device that I'll tell you about here in just a second. And if you have looked at live streaming at all um, in the last, you know, one or two, three, four years, you have seen this device. Uh, they have a new version of this device, a newer version of this device. And it is a, basically, it is a tiny camera. The price tag is great. There's not too much maintenance and training to get it up and running. Uh, it's a, and I say, when I say tiny camera, it's a tiny camera, like smaller than a can of, of Coke, tiny um, you can mount it on any, any three-quarter uh, uh, mount tripod, which is basically all tripods. Uh, it's USB-powered um, with an internal battery that lasts two hours. It records 4K to a micro SD card. 
at the same time streaming to a service of your choice. So you can choose to stream to Vimeo. You can choose to stream to Facebook or YouTube. Now, I don't think you can stream to all of those at the same time. I think you have to each pick one, but you can, after a little bit of setup, which that's actually the hardest part is getting your stream set up through YouTube or Facebook or Vimeo, then you're good to go. And you put this thing on a tripod, you put it, mount it anywhere. You put little tripod mounts. You can buy little tripod mounts and mount those to your walls. If you really want this Mevo to be there and you can hook it up to, um, um, you can plug it up to the wall and it will have unlimited power. It's going to be great. Unlimited power. So when you think about this little device and I invite you to go look at it and invent you, I invite you to go look at it. Um, it can even pull existing audio from your PA system in your auditorium for, with some clean audio. Okay. So how do you do all this? Well, it has a built-in mic that is adequate, but you don't want to pull audio. Uh, you'll want to pull audio from your PA system because when we're talking about uh, those things, you're wanting to, you're going to want to, when you're streaming a church service, obviously what's being said is the most important. And so you're going to want to have that direct feed from your PA system. And so that will be what you need. Now, what do you need gear wise? What do you need um, to figure out uh, what kind of components do you need for this? Well, this is the setup I'm recommending for nearly every church, big or small. Um, and this will be phenomenal for you. Uh, you'll need the Mevo Plus. It's a Mevo uh, little camera. It's about, I believe it's $400, $500. And again, you can put this tiny camera anywhere, but it needs to be within 20 feet of your subject. So it needs to be fairly close. So you can't mount the camera all the way back in the back of the auditorium if you've got a big auditorium. But what you can do is you can put it on the front pew if you can do that. You can put it close to the front pew or behind the front pew or something like that. It's completely wireless. So even if you don't have a where anywhere to plug it up, uh, you can just leave it on the battery power. The battery lasts about two hours, and that's plenty enough for one church service. Or you can buy the extended battery. Uh, that increases the battery to like 10 hours. It's it's a little bit more. It's like $200 more for that battery. But I'd get that if you can afford it because that means that you won't ever have to worry about running out of battery. Um, <clears throat> I want you to note there is a previous generation Mevo that's cheaper, but you'll want the newest one that's dubbed the Plus model. Uh, so they may be, uh, it may be even time for them to come out with another model uh, here fairly soon, and we'll keep you up to date on that. But you'll need the Mevo Plus itself. Uh, it's about 500 bucks. You'll need the a tripod. And you don't need anything fancy. Uh, I've got a link in the show notes. I've got a, I, you shouldn't spend over 50 bucks on, on a decent tripod. Um, especially for something like this. Now, if you've got huge heavy cameras that you're dealing with, then you need to spend some money on a tripod. But this thing is super lightweight. It fits in the palm of your hand. And it's not going to need anything but a durable tripod. So you need... I highly recommend Manfrotto tripods. Uh, they're the best in the business. They have some of the cheaper options. You can get the exact angle you want because they have a ball head on the um, on the tripod head itself. You can pick up a full-size tripod. You can pick up a desk-mounted one that can go in the front row or anyone else you choose. Again, I'm going to have links to both of those uh, different types of tripods on Amazon here in the show notes. And you can find most of this stuff you can find on Amazon. It is uh, It is very... Very, very inexpensive. It'll be there for you in a couple of days. Um, so you need the Mevo itself. You need a tripod. 
And the third thing you need is really good Wi-Fi. You need a good Wi-Fi signal. Um, if you don't have a good Wi-Fi signal in your auditorium, this may be an excellent time for you to take that kind of side venture and re-examine your Wi-Fi setup for your auditorium or wherever you're going to be streaming. This may be a good time to do that. If you can't remember, uh, my my kind of cardinal rule with Wi-Fi is if, if you can't remember the last time you replaced your Wi-Fi router, then it's time to replace your Wi-Fi router. Uh, and with Wi-Fi technology really becoming much stronger, much more efficient just in the last two years with uh, 802.11ac uh, mesh wire uh, um, wireless systems. Um, this is not a Wi-Fi episode, but I will go ahead and recommend uh, Eero to you. You've probably heard of Eero, E-E-R-O. They've got some really good Wi-Fi routers. Uh, they're very, very small, very, very unobtrusive, and they cover a large area because you can buy them uh, in packs of two and three and four. Um, I would also recommend the Orbi uh, systems, O-R-B-I systems. I don't know why they all have weird names, but um, those two are the most highly recommended. I would stay away from Google uh, Wi-Fi, Google Home Wi-Fi, because I've heard things about that, that it's not very good. But those two systems that I mentioned before, Eero and Orbi, they're going to have mesh wire uh, wireless systems. And you can also configure those networks if you don't want uh, an open wireless network uh, in your auditorium, if you want a separate network for the people to use and a separate network for your Mevo to use, which I highly recommend, then you can just make the wireless network that the Mevo will use, your camera will use. You can make that invisible and nobody will even know that it's there and you can do that right with those apps. And so uh, you need a strong Wi-Fi connection for your Mevo to connect to. It needs to be secure. Uh, it needs to be the only device that's connected to that, okay, other than just a few devices that you're using to administrate or to that. Um, the, also, if, you're, if you just need a good Wi-Fi router to replace your Wi-Fi router and you don't want to put a whole mesh system in, I recommend uh, the Netgear Nighthawk series of routers. Uh, they're pretty good, and they have a strong wireless connection that won't drop out. Uh, this is kind of an essential piece. This is one of those essential things. You don't need to go buy a, a $40 router at Walmart and think it's going to do the job. Uh, you're going to need to spend uh, you know, $150, $200 on a router that's going to be good for that. Um, if you don't already have Ethernet in place, the, the an Ethernet port in place for that router to hook up to, you need to spend a little bit of money and put that in there. Okay, and have somebody install an Ethernet port that comes from your cable router, wherever it's coming in, and your church. Okay, you need to make sure that you have good internet access and a good Wi Fi signal so your Mevo does what you want it to do all the time. Now, the great safeguard is with the Mevos is that even if your stream gets interrupted, even if your Wi Fi drops out or, or something like that, you're still going to have a backup of that file that's being recorded on the Mevo itself, which is great because you can just pop that SD card out, pop it into a computer, archive that footage, um, and you can post it on your website, do whatever it is you want for it. It's really, really nice to have that. The other essential part, uh, the fourth part, we let's just kind of go over our list here. We've got the Mevo itself. We've got a tripod. We need some good Wi-Fi, so you need to replace your Wi-Fi router probably, and you need a dedicated iPad. Believe it or not, you need a dedicated iPad. I, I highly recommend purchasing an iPad for this setup exclusively to be used with this streaming device. 
Um, you can get the $329 iPad that Apple just updated as their quote unquote education version. It'll work just fine. It's got up to date Wi-Fi, up to date. It's going to be fast enough for years to come, especially if you only use it for your Mevo. And the reason why I recommend the iPad is because that's what is going to control your Mevo. You're going to hook the iPad up to the same Wi-Fi network as the Mevo is on. You're going to download the Mevo app and you're going to control the Mevo with the iPad in the same room wirelessly. It is a really great little system. I've had a chance to uh, mess with it a little bit, kind of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, put it through its paces a little bit. The beauty of the Mevo is that when you put it on the iPad, you'll see that it's it's only one camera, but it acts like many cameras because the 4K image it's capturing is very very high resolution. You can set the Mevo app to certain shots that appear like they're zoomed in or they appear like they're coming from another camera from a two or multi-camera setup without the multi-camera setup. You can actually have just this one camera do look like a multi-camera setup for you. It's hard to describe, but I would invite you to go to uh, getmevo.com and check out their um, videos on this. It's it's phenomenal looking. And it works exactly as they've advertised. Uh, you can set it and forget it. You can have it follow the speaker automatically. If you've got one of those preachers that likes to roam, that likes to go from one side of the pulpit to the other or one side of the stage to the other, then you can have the Mevo just follow that speaker based upon facial recognition. It'll just follow them the whole time. And you don't have to do anything. But you do need an iPad that will control this thing. will get it set up where you can start recording you control all your streaming from there. So you hit a button and you're streaming on Facebook. You hit a button, you're streaming on YouTube, etc. Um, it controls everything on the camera. You'll need another debit. You'll need a dedicated device for that. Um, and I recommend an iPad. And so pick up a newer iPad for $329 or just um, get a used iPad from somebody else or just make sure that that device is dedicated and it does exactly what it's supposed to do right there. And it doesn't leave and it doesn't, you know, you don't take it home or do anything with it else like that. That's what I would recommend. So we've got iPad, good Wi-Fi, tripod and the Mevo Plus itself. And then you'll need a 64 gigabyte or higher micro SD card, not a regular SD card but a micro SD card. Um, I said this before, but your Mevo not only streams, but it stores your videos. It stores them right on the iPad. So you can actually look at them on the iPad. Um, if the stream drops out. You'll still have an archive of your full video, your full service. Um, you'll need a micro SD card that can record 4k video. And this can kind of get a little muddy when you look at it on Amazon, because all of them say supports 4k video and blah, 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 blah. And they'll say that when they really don't, support recording 4k video. I don't know how they're able to do that, but you need a card that is capable of 90 megabits per second. That's 90 MBPS recording or greater. So I have, uh, I recommend the 128 gigabyte SanDisk Extreme Pro 95 megabytes a second card. Uh, anything above 90 is going to be fine. Any cards that have the new UHS TAC 2 on them are also good to go. Uh, they're super fast but they're also super expensive. And so I recommend the SanDisk uh, Extreme Pro. It's going to work just fine. Make sure you get the micro SD card version of that. I've had no problems with SanDisk because SanDisk is a name brand. Um, I have had problems with off uh, brand cards. So unless you're um, looking at getting 
uh, a Sony card or a PNY card or a SanDisk card, I wouldn't even worry with any other brands. Um, I would just stick to the name brands and don't get an off brand because you'll, you'll regret it. Um, speaking of off brands, uh, the next thing you're going to need probably to archive some of that video is an external hard drive. Um, while you're spending money, I mean, just go ahead and pick up an external hard drive to archive your video. If you're streaming two services a week, those gigabytes are going to start adding up. Uh, the Mevo itself has some really good compression software and it compresses the 4k video into a really manageable format. Usually when you're recording 4k video, it's really, really huge. Um, but the Mevo has a good way of managing that. So you're not going to have, uh, you're not going to have 25 gigabyte files, um, for a, for an hour long worship service. It's going to be more like two or three gigabytes, but those will add up. And so I recommend the two terabyte Seagate slim external hard drive. I have six of those and I'm not joking about that. I do so much video. I have six of them. They're fantastic. Uh, you can never have too much storage. They're very, very cheap. I think they're maybe $80 uh, and they're very, very good for two terabytes. The next thing you're going to need, and this is the last piece of equipment that you'll probably need. Um, I would recommend going ahead and picking up an iRig 2, I-R-I-G 2. If you want to pull audio, which you're going to want to, Pull audio directly from your PA system direct to your stream, then you're going to want the iRig 2. It's the easiest way to get audio from your PA system, from your PA feed uh, and recordings. Um, depending on your setup, you'll need a cheap cable to adapt the iRig 2 to your PA system or your board. And so a little bit additional tip on this. If you don't want the song leader uh, doing a solo on your audio feed uh, while you're streaming your service, you can switch between the Mevo mic and the PA input on the fly in the app. So you can have somebody back there monitoring it. And when the preacher gets up there to speak, you can flip to the internal audio. It'll capture microphone audio instead of using the Mevo mic. The Mevo mic is great, uh, but you'll get a whole lot more ambient noise. You'll get the sounds of the entire congregation singing rather than just the song leader. So that's a little, that's a little pro tip right there. But that's the iRig 2. You'll need that to kind of interface with your um, board. You'll probably have a regular kind of board, uh, analog uh, to digital board that you're uh, capturing those things on, that all of your microphone inputs are coming to, and you'll be able to plug that into your input or output on there and capture your audio from that. Uh, the last thing you'll need is an account of one of the services that you want to use. And... Um, I say free. There's no such thing as free, but you can get a free Facebook account, free YouTube account. I think uh, Vimeo is paid, but uh, Vimeo has a lot of advantages as well. Uh, if you want to pay them, I think it's $100 a year to use their service. But you'll need to go through some steps to set up your streaming on your YouTube account. But if your account, once your account is connected to your Mevo, uh, YouTube or Facebook, once it's connected to your Mevo at just the press of the button... You're live on the web. Um, if you're con concerned about ads or on the site or privacy, you can always pay Vimeo for a pro account. Uh, if your congregation is more on Facebook, you can also stream directly there, though. Um, and I think I'm pretty sure that you can direct your YouTube feed to a Facebook page as well. OK, um, that's it. Uh, here's the list. This is what you need. You need the Mevo Plus. It's about 500 bucks. If you get the extra battery, it's about 100 bucks more. You need a tripod, 50 bucks. You need a good Wi-Fi router, $150. Uh, 
You need a dedicated iPad for that. If you have to buy one outright, it's going to be $300, $350 or so. And then you need a 64 gigabyte or higher micro SD card, which is going to run you about uh, 20, 30 bucks, which is not very, I'd recommend getting a couple of those. External hard drives, 80 bucks. The iReg 2 is about 50 bucks. And then your YouTube account is free and you're off to the races. Uh, there's going to be settings and tweaks that I didn't mention that you have to do for your setup. In fact, I can almost guarantee that you'll have some sort of uh, unique thing that you have to make sure to adapt this to your setup, especially when you're trying to pull that audio directly from your microphones into the Mevo. But what I love about this setup is that one, it's mobile. You can put this and stream anywhere that you have a good Wi-Fi connection. So if you have a seminar or uh, an, an education workshop or something like that going in a, on in another part of your your uh, building, you can just take that tripod over there, plug it up to the wall, charge that Mevo, whatever you want to do, keep it plugged up, and stream directly from there as long as you have good Wi-Fi. And the second thing I love about this setup is that it doesn't require a ton of money. That is very key. I mean, you can get all the things that I was telling you. You could spend the most amount of money and get the best stuff here for like $1,200. It's really not that, not that big of a deal. And three, it does not require permanent equipment installation, drilling holes, installing cameras and complex border computer setups. Uh, it's, did I mention that it's wireless? I think I did, but it's very, very important that, um, it be mobile. It doesn't require a ton of money. And it doesn't require you making changes to your building. You can do this and have the flexibility. So live streaming is is obviously uh, going to be the norm. Uh, churches, It's going to be more churches doing it than not doing it in probably the next two to three years. Uh, every larger corporation, every church, every larger church is doing it. Um, we need to keep up with the times. Uh, something that cost thousands of dollars just seven years ago is going to cost a thousand bucks now. And it's easy to set up. It's easy to maintain. Um, I'm not an expert on live streaming, but I think this may be one of the best solutions out there for churches right now. That's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming back here for episode 59 of Ministry Bits. Again, you can find show notes and links in this episode, the things that I talked about down below in your podcast reader. Uh, podcast feed, whatever thing it is, Overcast uh, or Apple Podcast or whatever you're listening on. Or you can go directly to my show notes page at chadl.co slash mbits slash 059. You can find all the links there. And they should be also in your podcatcher of choice. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for being ministers of the gospel. Uh, and if you're not minister, a minister of the gospel, if you're not a mis- if you're not uh, directly working with a church, uh, you're listening to this show because you want to improve the technology in your church. Let's go out there, let's glorify God with this technology, let's spread His word. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in just a couple more weeks.